the natural ones. A bunch of good guys doing bad for glory. And snacks. When last we left off, you all had decided to go ahead and take out the train. So a few, a few things happened kind of in a row last week. But the big thing for where we are right now is you guys decided to go ahead and steal the train, right? So you kind of replanned your mission a little bit and then just kind of went for it. Um, you were able to gain access to the tunnel for the light rail on like the third or fourth level from the bottom. So you were, you know, it's one of the uh, little bit maybe shoddier ones, but it was still there. The technology was still good. It was exactly what you were after. Uh, you gained access, roll throw went up and, and with bright axe put together the, um, the mass teleportation circle on some sailcloth that you had gotten and some other things, you managed to get it upright. Meep, uh, I believe Meep was there as well. The other three kind of raided the train and managed to, after some really particularly good rolls, hit the engine almost dead on, uh, took over the train as necessary, kicked a little ass. Uh, off them was tossed, so he is somewhere on the tracks. We are not quite sure where. But the others uh, made it through, managed to, after some... Uh, bit of a kerfuffle, uh, managed to separate the train. Meep gave the order. Rolthor fired the teleportation circle. Boom, the locomotive went through. Mission accomplished. Uh, you were in great shape. So it was Rolthor and Brightaxe were kind of up front. Uh, Rolthor being right next to the teleportation circle. Brightaxe being a few yards um, in front of him, kind of toward where the train was coming from, in a little room that was like a, uh, like a maintenance room or something where the sweeps would come and, you know, store tools and have workbenches and stuff like that. You were just getting ready to kind of congratulate yourselves and slap each other on the back when the rest of the train kind of come rolling around the curve to a stop. So as it sits now, if you imagine a length of tunnel, a decent length of tunnel with kind of a curve to it, you've got Rolthor way in the front, uh, Bright X near him, uh, where Cronthud and Croker bailed, they were on two different sides, so they are about four, maybe five cars-ish back on the train as it rolls up. Croker's on the right-hand side, which is the side with the other rail going the opposite direction. Cronthud is between the train and the wall. Um, and I'll have a, if we need it, I'll have a battle map up here in just a minute that'll show just a small section of this, but it's, I mean, it's over quite a, a span of space. Uh, Meep was way back. Meep was uh, back to give you guys the five-minute mark. So he was he was back quite a clip um, and is nowhere inside. He's around the corner. And Otham is God knows where. He's back that way somewhere as well. Uh, but he fell and kind of hit the dirt and rolled. Took a lucky roll. Didn't get hurt that badly. But he is out of the picture for now. So um, I guess we'll start with Rolthor and Brightax as you guys – are kind of, you know, you see the, the, the locomotive pass through, you're pretty happy, the train rolls around, a couple of dwarves jump out, and it kind of just comes to kind of a just rolling stop. Um, and that is where we're going to start. I'm going to dial in my phone. If you guys have any questions or whatnot, go ahead and do that now. I'm going to dial my phone in here and get us started. Can somebody read me the numbers off of this? What's the meeting number? Oh, you know what? Don't read me the numbers. Uh, roll Thor. Now what? That's, yeah, uh, <laughs> Bright Axe has a friend. 
that's an excellent question. I think we need to find everybody else and come up with our next point of action. We got the train where we needed to, and now it's our next step. Okay, Alex, can you let my phone in? Screw that Aiden kid. Yeah, that's right. That punk ass. Why is it? Sorry, I guess I should have done this earlier. No, good DM would have. Right, well, it, makes for, it makes for a great podcast show. We, we all know that I am the worst DM, so... I'm not saying the worst. No, it's Sorry, the met the mattest. The mattest. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Sorry, it's not his, letting me flip my his camera. Label, his label is Dorky Manchild. So there you go. At yeah. uh, this DM, I was gonna go. <laughs> well, never mind what I was gonna go with. But uh, maybe I'll change a little bit later. All right. So there's my video. Now show me. Turn around. There it is. All right. All right. Let me adjust this so you guys can see a little bit. All right, so what you're looking at here is you have at the very front, so the the bulk of the black there is tunnel. This along here um, is one rail. This along here is the opposing rail. And the, oh man, that messes me up when I look at that on my computer because it's going the other way. Um, this over here, this is the train car that just kind of came rolling to a stop. Just imagine this rail continues. These five guys are the Dwarven, they're the QRF. Uh, the quick reaction force that jumped off of there. You've got Roll Thor. This is roughly where the teleportation circle was. No worries there. And you've got Bright Axe. Croker, you're back in this direction. And Krontud, you're back over this way. Oh, good. Let the uh, let so the meat shield protect, protect the spellcaster for a while. Yeah. So that's where we are. Um... I guess we should probably just go ahead and roll initiative because this is going to be a fight. They're, they're coming for you. so. And everybody can just roll in and then we'll just take it, uh, take it as it comes. Add you guys in as you come in. So, you know what might help? If I actually had dice tonight. I'm super prepared apparently. Yep. There we go. Guys, should be nice if D&D Beyond had it for you. Yeah. Really cool feature. Oh, I know, dang. but you know, there's this thing I prefer called rolling actual dice. So, okay, all right. So, um, anybody, tw twenty-five through twenty. Twenty. Twenty-one 20. for Crown Ooh, yay! Yeah, I rolled crappily. Okay, so Crown Thud, Croker. Twenty okay. for Bright Axe. Twenty for Bright Axe. Okay. Anybody down to 15? Okay, anybody down to 10? 
13 for Rolthor. 13 for Rolthor. Anybody between 15 and 13? Okay, there's Rolthor. Okay, down to five. Eight. Eight, okay. Awesome, what'd you say? Eight. Okay, who wants to go first? It may not matter at this point, but... That's just for Alex. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Okay. Well, I'm assuming because of dexterity. That's why I always go by. Yep, that's fine. Okay, so that is our order. So, Kronthud, you managed to, after you hit the train, you jump off the train, rather, um, you hit the ground, you do kind of a three or four rolls uh, and, and do manage to kind of land on your feet. Uh, I don't remember if you took any damage. If you did, I'm sure it was fairly minimal. Well, uh, and you are up, as I said, you're, let's just call it a half dozen cars back. So you're behind, you're behind those guys on this side of the train. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you right here if you can see that, but you're, you're back. That is fine. Thank you. I am going to cast... Uh, Disguise self on myself. Okay. As an action. Okay. And I what will, are you disguising yourself as? Is this your dwarf disguise or is it something I will, else? I will try to look like a dwarf of Toth in the uh, uniform of um, where there the quick reaction force. Were there other guards on the uh, train that were searching? There were, yeah. You've, you've seen yeah. uh, the QRF guys before. But but are those the QRF guys, the ones that just walk up and down the train or prevent you from going too no, far? No, those ahead? are normal. Those are normal city guard. They're slightly less yeah. armored. That's the one I'm going to disguise myself like. Okay, guard. all right. So you, this is more. This is almost. I mean, it's different markings, but it's almost exactly the armor wise. It's almost exactly like your Alftrag city guard disguise. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So that's so that's what I'll look like, and then I am going to hightail it to as far back as I can towards where Meep was. Towards where Meep was, so you're going yes. away from the fight. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. Leaving. So I'm going to turn you around and boop, you are taken uh, off. Okay. Where, what? Can you see between the train? I can't remember if, if like, if I'm on one side and Kroger's on the other, can we see between where the trains connect, or is there, is it solid? It's pretty solid because the okay. between the train still has those kind of wiggle room thingies. Um, right, right, so, right. You know, okay, like the but, uh, big buses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that being said, this thing still, that rail is fairly high off the ground. So I could duck down and look for his feet. Absolutely. You being a gnome, you could at least take a look for him. Well, I, I, before I hightail it out, I want to look down below just real quick. Can, is he okay. nearby me or? He is. He is within, um, well, actually, Croker, are you trying to stealth or do you care at this point? Well, I'm just, I just landed, I'm assuming. Okay. So I haven't, so if you I just haven't land, done anything. Yeah. Okay, so... You see, you see him. He's I don't know. I forget which of you went first. Um, but he, he went first. He gets twenty. He had twenty-one. No, he met last time when we jumped. Yeah, I well, think. Um, but regardless, you're yeah, I was you're hit. within thirty-ish feet of each other. You know. Okay. So I look under the train. I turn. I turn into my dwarf self, and I yell to Croker. Uh, Croker, I am getting it out of here. Go to the end of the train, and I, then I run. Can I can I get under the train? You can. Oh, well then I will. Uh, if that's the end of his turn, yep. I, I will get under the train and and follow him. Okay, so you guys are both headed 
toward the back of the train. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, since you're not going to enter this combat, or at least this part of this combat, I'm going to cut you guys and do you as a separate group here in a minute. Uh, Bright Axe, the QRF guys are jumping off the front of this train, or what, you know, is now the front of this train, thanks to you guys. Uh, and they're starting to take a look around. You don't know quite yet if they've seen you, but they are deploying in a, uh, a bit of a formation here. There are three that look like... Um, there are three that are less armored, I'll say, and look like they're a little more technical in nature. And there are two who are heavily armored, who who have um, big like hammer crests. It's you recognize it as the city crest, but it's uh, it's it's this big hammer with a kind of a gear around it, um, right on these big thick breastplates. Um, hmm. they don't seem to be coming at me at the moment or not at the they, moment they they just deployed okay and why break well shit if i run up there <laughs> uh i'm gonna get a fireball up my ass again um okay it is um, tradition yeah i'm going to i have something new to try and it may not hurt you as much <laughs> oh it's the lightning bolt yeah. Well, that is that wouldn't hurt me as much. Uh, I think I'm going to. How, about how far away are they from me? Uh, we're gonna call that twenty-ish feet. I don't know if I have my. Okay. Um. <clears throat> then I might just um take a moment to um, uh, kind of confusedly uh, gesture at them with my, my axe as some purplish energy will erupt up the axe and fire. Oh, you muted on us. You muted on us. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Basically, as I, I sit there confused a little bit about what to do, the, the axe is going to start to glow a little bit and emit uh, from uh, where I'm holding on to it three uh, bolts of purplish energy, and I'm going to Eldritch Blast one of the uh, uh, less, one of the have more heavily armored ones. One of the more heavily, more than one, okay. Yeah. All right. So the two heavily armored ones are here, and then the other three, these guys are not. So you'll go for this guy here. He's the easiest for you to see from where you are. And go right ahead. That's an 18, a 24, and an 11. 24 hits. The other two do not. Did you say an 18, a 24, and 11? Yeah, 18 doesn't hit. Okay, that is four points. Of, that's four points of damage on that one, and I'm going to bank on my confusion and slide into a rage. Okay. All right. So you, so you said you were flailing your arms a little bit, and then just zapped him with the axe. Um, three bolts go. One of them hits the guy and does a little bit of damage, staggers him just a little bit. The other two kind of bounce harmlessly off the front of the armored train. Uh, it is now their turn. They are going to turn their ire your way. Um, 
actually they're going to deploy a little differently. So this one is just going to run over here. This one's going to run over here. This one's going to run over here. And then these two are coming straight at you. So let's do, make sure that I'm staying fairly legal here. 30. Yeah, these guys aren't that fast. So they're going to get to about here. And this one and this one take these little balls from their pockets, and one of them flings a ball that way, and one of them flings a ball that way, and then this guy does the same thing. He flings, just kind of rolls it. Uh, it's The ground is kind of rocky, so it's more like they kind of skip them along. And the balls deploy, and these they just kind of um, – they just kind of pop out and the bands kind of start unwinding on them. Um, and that's all those do. The other two guys, let's see if they have a ranged attack or if they're just going to get up in your grill here. Are they those coppery walls? They are not the, no, no, no. The all set spheres are huge. These are not those. These are probably a little bit, they're probably kind of a, in, in between maybe a softball and a basketball somewhere. They're, they're big, but they're not enormous. Um, yeah, these guys are, this guy's going to use his sprint. He's just going to get right up on you. This guy is going to take a crossbow shot at you and, Ooh, that's a natural 20. So that's going to be a 25 to hit, which I'm sure hits. And wow, I really should have organized my dice before I did this. Only I didn't have 78 million dice and couldn't find a D10. There we go. Uh, that's going to be eight. And no, that's, that's 17, 18. That's 19 points of piercing damage, of course, half. So call it uh, eight points of piercing damage. I'm sorry, nine, point, nine points of piercing damage. And so, again, this one is right up on you, uh, but didn't take an attack. He just sprinted to get to you. This is the one that shot you. And we are now at Rolthor. All right. So I'm wondering if I can take movement, movement up to Brightaxe and cast my regular teleportation circle and send the two of us and I guess this one guy that is right next to Bright Axe back to um, the teleportation circle in the tavern and get out I don't think here. you can. I think teleportation takes a while to cast, doesn't it? Isn't it like a while to cast? It takes one minute. One minute, yeah. So Yeah, that's like going to be too long. That, that's a lot of rounds, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to draw a teleportation circle around myself and get out of there. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, let's see. One, two, four of them lined up. Okay. I'm going to cast wall of fire. Okay. If I'm looking at the, the map right here when I'm looking at it. So I'm going to cast it straight down so that the two guys that are farther away from Bright Axe, like 
I don't know why. Those, or I don't know why I'm pointing at it with my pointer. Yeah, I don't the, know either. <laughs> the, the first two that you pointed to. These two here. Yep. So I'm going to cast it down okay. there so it hits those two, and then hopefully it'll hit the other two further back. So you're trying to cast it going like this. Correct. Okay. So basically, right. basically I want anybody to be able, except for the guy that's already right in front of Bright Axe, everybody else will have to go through the fire to get to him. Okay. So if you're doing as much of a straight line as you can. Burn, burn, burn that burning wall of fire. Yep. You're definitely going to miss one of them. I'm going to try and get this as straight as I can here for you so you can get as many as possible. Um, and wall of fire, that's how long is that? 120 feet. 120 feet, okay. And how wide is it? Uh, I mean, you've got it. You're going to get three of them. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I just want to yeah, see. Yeah, one, one foot wide. Okay, yeah. So you're going to get one, two, three. You're going to get all the guys that have, like, the gear-looking emblems that I was talking about, but not the heavily armored guys. Um, do they get – Is it, what is that, uh, deck saves for them? That is deck save, yeah. Okay. So this one just missed. This one probably missed. He got a 11. Yeah, that's a miss. Oh, my God. So I, I rolled crap for all three of them. Awesome. I like hearing that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure you do. What's the damage? Um, I had to make sure I cast it first. And the damage is... Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Wow. Okay. So you... Which direction of the wall are you going to make hot? Oh, that's I'm going to make question the... Too. Yeah, I'm going to... The way I'm looking at it, it is the left side of the wall. So is the one toward, that's... Toward or away from Bright X? Away from Bright X. Away from Bright X and toward the train? Okay. Gotcha. So you do your, your magic whammy and your, your hand motions and whatnot, and whoosh, this wall of flame just erupts from the ground. And these guys go up like they were like they had gasoline on them. So they are not dead, but you have really A surprised and B hurt them. They are not in very good shape. So ducky for them, I guess. Uh, we're now gonna move on to Meep. Meep, you're quite a ways down the tunnel there. I'm a uh, I'm quite a ways the way down behind Rolthar, right? You are way no 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 you're not behind Rolthar you're the other way. The train okay. was coming this direction, and you were the guy okay. who was letting them know when it was. So you're way that right. way. Is there any action where I'm at? Uh, you can hear. Well, make a perception check. Train game by five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Perception. 16. 16. Okay, you do hear, because the sound travels in the tunnel kind of strangely, you do hear what might be a siren or it might be somebody like swinging a, what are those called, a digitaroo or whatever. Or, you know, there's, there's a sound to that effect down the way. You can hear a lot of it sounds like people scurry or something scurrying through the tunnels, but you don't see anything yet. Is it coming my way or going away from me towards where the train is? Very hard to tell. Um, you, it, it would be a safe assumption that it's coming your way, but you really can't tell for sure. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and 
cast invisibility on myself. Okay. And then I'm going to head down the direction to where the guys would have been just to check out the scene. So you're headed toward the front of the train then? Towards the front of the train, yeah, to follow okay. up. Because I have no idea whether it worked or not. Okay. And just so we're clear, the area you're in, the train having passed you, that you're, you're op- it's an entirely tunnel, open tunnel. You are not near the train yet. Um, so I'm just going to have you keep moving. I'm, I'm probably going to pull you and, and Otham kind of out of the fight order here as well. We'll, we'll bump back to you guys here in just a second. Um, that said, something to, uh, to Croker, I'll say softly, Croker, what's, what's the status? What are you guys doing? Okay. All right. And then Otham, I want to kind of get a hit for a feel for where you are. And then I'll probably, like I say, I'll probably pull you guys uh, into a different. Do I see Otham at all or? No, he's probably not there yet. He's probably farther down. Yeah, no, because he was on the train and jumped off, so you're, you're nowhere near him yet. Okay. All right, Altham, what are you doing? You, uh, you managed to land. Uh, it does not feel good, but you, you land, you take a bit of a roll, and you're back up. Um, I don't remember. Had you – I know you had oh. used one of your shapeshifts. Had you stayed shapeshift, or were you in your Altham form? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember either. Uh, I know you had used one, but I, I don't think you kept it. Okay, so my question is, if I jumped off the train, or I, was I, did I jump or was I thrown? You got knocked off the train. I got knocked off. Did, did I have any, could I have activated my, uh, my uh, feathers, my, uh, my armor? You didn't. You to hit start, the ground. And, okay, okay. Yeah, you you hit the ground and you took, uh, <laughs> you took damage for it, so okay. too late. Uh, okay, um, so I, I'm just going to start running the direction of the train. Okay, so you're running toward uh, the train as well. Uh, yeah, I'm just running to catch up because that's where the rest of my friends are. Okay, so... I got and, save, Bubba! So Otham and Meep are headed in the same direction. Cronthud and Croker are headed in the same direction, which is toward... So those four are headed toward each other. Um, and Rolthor and Brightaxe are on their own. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and resolve some of this combat first, and I will pull everybody out of the order, and then we'll kind of take it from there. So, uh, Brad X, we're going to bump back around to you. It is your turn. This guy is up in your grill. This guy's coming at you. He just hit you with that bolt, and these guys are uh, not enjoying their lives very much right now. I want to pick the guy up in front of me and rage toss him into the fire. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do that then. Go ahead and make your grapple. Oh, that's going to hurt. That's, that's a nat 20. That's uh, okay. Well, I got a 15. You, you definitely a, for grappled. For a 29. <laughs> so, so you have him, yes. And now you're going to pitch him? I'm going to pitch him into the fire. Okay, just make a general dex, uh, dex check. Uh, that's a whopping six. A six. So you pick him up, and it's not a problem. You got to chuck him toward the fire, and he actually he doesn't he doesn't go that far. He kind of stumbles back, but you do shove him into his buddy here, and they kind of both are stumbling around a little bit. You've got you've at least given yourself a little bit of room here, but you didn't quite get him into the fire. All right, uh, their turn. Well, first things first, these guys are going to run out of the fire, so that guy goes there. Uh, Voss, do I take damage at the start of my turn? You're muted. 
One other item, real quick. Sorry, um, I need a deck save on the guy that I threw. Uh, he's going to fail. That's a natural six plus he's got an eight. So that is uh, nine points of lightning damage. Okay. Chap, they actually take damage at the end of their turn if they're still in the fire. If they're still or in the, okay. Or the first time they go into the fire. All right, which they've already had. So, okay. Very good. So, this guy goes forward. This guy goes flailing back. And that's what, 10 feet that that thing is active for? Is that right? Is that what we said? Yes. Okay. All right. So, he does manage to escape it. Um, and this one goes back as well because he's not going toward the angry minotaur or the fight. So they're not in danger of the fire, uh, and the wall of fire is still there, but uh, you've effectively separated them. Um, the balls that they rolled, that they skipped across, one of them opens up here, and Rolthor, go ahead and make a perception check from where you are. 17. 17. You do notice it looks strikingly, so it unfolds itself, and it kind of... Um, kind of like the little Hellraiser ball. It kind of click, 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 and it starts to open, and it gets wider and wider and wider, and then it flips out. And it's actually very thin metal, and it's glowing. Um, and it makes what appears to you to be a teleportation circle. Ooh. So there's one here, roughly, and I'll kind of just mark where it is. And there's one here where he had skipped that ball, and there's one... On this side, it's not going to show up very well for you guys. There's one here. So there are three of those balls that kind of clutch out. Um, and they, like I say, they, they look like a teleportation circle and they're glowing just an odd uh, odd green. There's a little bit of arcane energy that's, that's coursing through them. And then the, these two are going to recover themselves and they're going to close with Bright Axe. And they are both going to go at it at bright axe with their hammers so they each draw a war hammer or light hammers rather and i've got a that's gonna be a miss that's a 14 and a 19 so that's one hit correct mm -hmm. and a 24 that's two hits and another miss so two hits sorry my allergies are bothering me all of a sudden yeah, right. You got the Rona. Yeah, yeah, it must be. Clearly, it's the Rona. Uh, so that's <coughs> going to be nine plus another 10. That's 19 points of bludgeoning damage halved. So you'll take another nine points of damage from these guys. Um, and they both just kind of come up, and, and the staggering had clearly thrown them off a little. They hit, but the, the one just kind of glances off of you. The second one hits you pretty good in the side. Uh, the third guy, or the third strike, rather, uh, one again just glances off you and then he catches the meat kind of in the back of your legs and just kind of gives you a really bad charlie horse uh rolthor it is again to you all right so while the fire is still up um you know what? i'm going to hold my action in case somebody decides to come over to the other fire or come through the fire to the other side. And if they do, I will hit them with a fire bolt. 
Okay, so you're prepping a fire bolt. That's a you do a have one visible, right? don't you? Down, mm, down but range. it's on the other side of the wall, right? It's a well, rail. It's a, that's a rail. That's a rail. So you oh, can it's see a rail. It. So I could. Yeah. That's what the train follows. I just want to give you a visual representation of it. Oh, okay, okay. So you, um, yeah, you can absolutely see him. All right. In that case, I will hit him with a fire bolt. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, 18. 18 hits. And 31. Jeez. All right. Um, he goes down. He's dead. You fire that thing off, and it just hits him thunk right in the forehead, and he just drops with like a blaster bolt kind of burning itself in there. Uh, he done. Okay, you going to take any movement, or are you good? Nope, I'm good. All right, Bright X, back to you. Um, I think it's time to uh, show them the pointy side of the axe. So All right. going to swing at uh, one of them. Okay. A couple swings. Okay, so you have, in front of you, you have two people. So you have the one that was burned. I'm sorry, not burned, the one that somehow got fucked up. Um, and then you have, this one is just fine. So are you wanting to hit the... I'm going to hit the one that's already been hit. I, okay. I Eldritch blasted one of them. He should that's be a right. little oh, he, crumpled. Yep, I have him backwards. This guy is fine. This guy is Eldritch blasted and not as healthy. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So you're going for the one that's already hit. Fire away. Yes. So Lost you. Where'd uh, you go? Sorry. Two hits. Uh, one of them is a 24 and the other one is a 27. Both hit. Uh, so that is, uh, nine and 17 points of damage is 26 Jesus. points of damage. Okay. All right. So he, um, he is very much not in good shape. So you just kind of haul off and just feeling the rage course through you just whack, whack, and just chop him. And he, he takes a deep gash to one arm uh, and then a really deep gash as you kind of go down the body and you just kind of slice and you see the armor kind of popping at the leather seams and, and he's he's not in good shape at all. Sometimes it be like that. Sometimes it be like that. Okay, it is their turn. They, let's see. Well, first the teleportation circles are going to fire. So you see popping in. And I apologize, I have the same figs for each of these, but these two are exactly the same. And you've faced them before, they're shield guardians. You've seen these guys in other cities and, and uh, places where you've seen military presence. This one is significantly larger. Um, and it kind of, it, it's, it's pretty good size and it's filling up a decent chunk of the tunnel. It is made so whereas these two are metal and kind of four by fours that kind of are holding the arms together and they look a little more kind of, you know, just kind of slapped together out of spare parts, but still tough. This one looks entirely, um, entirely metal 
and very, very large and very, very mean looking. He's just iron. It's, it's a dull metal, uh, looks to be iron or some such. Um, and it makes just a kind of a terrible racket as it just, it teleports in and it sounds like just metal on metal, just screeching like crazy until the teleportation spell ends and they have dropped in. So those are there. And then these two guys are just going to go back at it with bright axe. Find some dice I can read here. The first guy's going to take both of his strikes and I got a 20, which I know hits and I got a 17. 17 hit? I can't remember if you're an 18 or not. 18 for me. 18. Okay, so he gets one hit on you. And then the next dude does the same thing. It's a nat 1 and a 27. So you got two hits. And where the hell? So that's pretty good damage. That's 17. 27 points of damage halved is going to be whatever that is, 13 points. Ow. And right now they're just slugging it out with you. So that is their turn. You can't see through the fire, really, if anything else happened with these other dwarves, but it's safe to assume right now they're just putting out the fire. You do still hear them screaming as they're patting out flames and whatnot. Roll Thor, you're up. Um, I am going to fire bolt again. Wait, can I see? Sometimes I'm having a hard time seeing what's going on on the little map. Are you seeing at bright axe or where, where are you looking? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, well, no, I'm just trying to see anybody I can hit. So you can hit the big iron golem, um, or you can hit this one. This one's going to be harder to see. I'd probably, yeah, I'll go after the iron golem. This thing. Okay. Yeah. With the fire bolt. Okay. And I'm sure I missed because I got a 13. Yeah, 13 is a big miss. So you you actually, you don't miss. You fling your fireball and it hits it. And it just kind of goes into the, into the uh, iron chest plate. And it just fizzles out. It doesn't do anything to it at all. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, He's not here right now. Yeah. Any movement? Nope. I'm good where I'm at. I okay. like my little spot. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so they move, they move, they move. Roll through, move. Bright axis back to you. Swing in again. Okay. At the the one who is uh, already hurt? Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead and just take one with him. You might have him on this one. Uh, that's a net 20. Yeah, you're going to have him. But I've got uh, 22 points of damage. Yep. So he goes down. Like, it's just literally your first hit. You just kind of lash out. You're not even really – I mean, you're, you're trying to hit him, but you're just kind of pissed about that Charlie horse and just reach out, and he just – you barely hit him, and he just drops like a sack of potatoes. Um, and then you've got any remaining hits you can take on this dude right here. Next one misses. It's like a 14. Okay, yep, that's a miss. All right, and now we are back to the other guys. Um, they're going to move, and this thing's going to start coming at, at Rolthor. 
see its movement here. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. It's going to get right up to the tracks and it do be staring at you. And it is going to unleash. So you see the maw kind of open up. It's kind of like um, its its mouth is is kind of covering almost like Optimus Prime's. You know, it's got that kind of shield over the face instead of a mouth, and it just kind of comes down all the way. And a little tube on the inside kind of irises open, and it just blasts this gas at you. Um, and it is going to be no, it is not going to hit Bright X from where it is, but it will get you. Um, where did that go? So go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me, please. Uh, 18. Constitution's the one thing I'm good at. It's not good enough. <gasps> Just misses. Really? Yeah, it's got a 19 uh, con save. Jeez. And that's without me buffing it. It's going to do... Thirty-two points of poison damage. Holy crap. And that is it for that. So it just exhales, and there's just a huge cloud that just through there, um, and just it's it's almost withering. Like you just can't. You're it's 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 like somebody popped off mustard gas in your face. It's just your your eyes just go immediately red, and they're all swollen and watery, and and your nose starts running. And you realize just oh my god, like I just got fucked up on this thing. Um, and it is your turn. Uh, holy crap! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Did this guy take a turn on you? He didn't, right? He hasn't gone since you killed this guy. On oh, Nick. Hello. Okay. He's going to go ahead and attack Nick. So he's going to take his two shots, and he'll hit with one. He'll duff with the other. Okay. And so that's going to be where my D8 go. So that's his, whoops. That's 11 points of bludgeoning damage, and you're, of course, going to take half that. So that's five points. And then he is going to pump into that. Ooh, is he a paladin? Yeah, he is. Um, he's going to pump into that his wrathful smite. Ouch. Yeah, it's actually it's not that it's not that tough. Spells duration, your attack deals an extra. Yeah, it's just one d six. It's not that bad, um, but it is psychic damage, so you won't have a resistance to that. And I did roll max damage, so six points of psychic damage, and you have to make a wisdom saving throw. 
or you're going to be frightened until the spell ends. Unless you're immune. Are you immune to frightened when you're raging? You're not, right? Didn't we determine that? Nope, that's a berserker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got lucky and have a 19. Yeah, you definitely save, so you're good to go. So um, he does give you one heck of a migraine, but that is the only additional effect that he has on you, sadly. And it is now Rolthor's turn. You just took a face full of someone else's vomit. What are you going to do? Yeah, I did. I'm going to have to go. So he's a... He's metal, right? He is metal, yes. So I'm going to do lightning bolt on his ass. Okay. That's a dexterity saving throw on your part. Okay. Let me get over there. Oh, his deck sucks. Um, okay. Just making sure I knew what his immunities were. Uh, that's cocked. That is, oh God. Um, that is a three. So he fails. That's going to fail. Yeah. So that is 33 points. Wait, Jesus. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Nope. No. Sorry. <laughs> Make up my it's not, mind. It's not fireball. I'm sorry. So 20, <laughs> 27 points. Sorry. 27 points. Right, uh, I don't want to so be that's... accused of cheating or something. Okay, so you reach out. Do you shoot that through your staff or through your hand, or how do you do that? That's going to come through my hand because it's not fire. Okay. So you just kind of reach out, and you see this little crackle on your nice long nails, and you just uh, – and you do some decent damage. You see him scorch up a little bit, um, but that's really he's, – he's pretty hardy, so that doesn't do too much damage to him. All right, Bright Axe. Um, I'm kind of irritated about that migraine he gave me, so I'm going reckless and trying okay. to whack him. Okay. First one, unfortunately, misses. Second one, I think a 24 will hit. Yes, it will. Oh, yay. That's 20 points of damage. Okay. Yeah, that didn't feel good. All right, and then do I get a dex on that, or... Do, yeah, go ahead and give me a dex. See if we get some lightning damage. You do. Ooh. I rolled a two. That's eight points of lightning. Okay. All right, so you hack into this guy, um, and you just, you kind of cleave, you find a weak, weak spot in the armor, you cleave into him, and you hit him really good, but it's really when you zap that lightning in there that his eyes go wide, and he realizes, oh, shit, I'm punching way out of my weight class here. Um, and that's it for you, unless you're going to move. Move or bonus, I guess. Okay. Um, let's see. So it's their turn. Um, he's actually going to use his action to disengage, and he's going to move away. You have, was, was, you was, have was, frightened was, him. Was, was. Yeah, okay. So he's going to get roughly to the rail. And then you do hear some steps coming your way, and you can see through the fire these things coming. 
And Voss, give me just a second because you are going to roll some fire damage on them. They did get close enough. They're crossing through. Um, and then the big iron golem is going... Oh, I had advantage on that saving throw and I didn't take it. Damn it. Um, he's just going to do... He's just going to do a sword attack on you. He's going to do two sword attacks on you. Uh, so that's a 27 and a 31 to hit. I'm pretty sure both of those are going to hit. This is not going to feel good for you. Uh, that is 8, 9, plus 7, 16 on the first one. And 5, 10, 12, plus a 19 on the second one. So this thing just, its eyes go red. Um, and it hops down right here and just, and it's almost mechanical in nature. It's, it's not even like it's like muscular, like trying, you know, trying to reach back and swing. It's almost like uh, rock'em sock'em robots. It just goes up and comes right down on you and it kind of just cleaves into your shoulder. And then it goes right back up and you just see this blood spray out of your shoulder and you realize, oh, I'm fucked. And he comes right back down on you again. Are you still with us? Barely. Okay. Probably not if I get hit one more time. All right. It is your move. You are within melee of him. Oh, I'm still not going to melee with him because he'll, he'll kill me. No, I know. I'm just telling you, if you try to run, he does get an opportunity of attack. Oh, okay. Attack of opportunity. Um, let's... I'm going to cast um, I got you. I'm going to cast Magic Missile but at level 6 okay and, uh, you know what I'm going to cast Lightning Bolt at level 6 okay so deck save rolling deck save roll for him okay Um, ooh, I don't know if that's going to make it or not. I even roll with advantage and I rolled shit. Um, I think, yeah, that's going to be a nine is my best roll. Nope. So yep. 11 D six. That would be 51. 51. Yeah. Okay. Light him up. I hope he's dead because otherwise I'm in some serious trouble. No, he's um, he still looks. You light him up, and he's got electricity just coursing over him. He's actually he's whatever he's made of. He's a decent conductor because it's arcing all over the place, um, and just it's it chars him mightily, but he looks just fine. And we're actually going to cut from the fight right now. Uh, and we're going to move down. So it's you literally, this is just a few seconds after you guys started moving, but uh, Croker and Kranta, let's go to you guys. What are, so you guys had started moving toward the back of the train. You probably, in the time this fight has gone on or occurred, you've probably made it another four or five cars back. Um, what is your, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, my goal is to get down the tracks and find Otham and then okay. meet. Okay. 
Then Probably me of... first, since Autumn fell off a while ago. Autumn fell off after Meep gave you the thing. You'll actually come to Autumn first. Oh, okay. You don't know how far or when, but you, right. you, you theoretically you should reach him first. My goal is to find them and then to uh, discuss how we can get out of this tunnel and get back into the populace. Okay. All right, and then Autumn, what are you doing? You uh, last we spoke, you were moving towards Croker and Meep. I am still running and running. Okay. I'm, so I, I mean, that's, there's nothing else really I can do. I, I fly as fast as I run. So, so assuming that you spent that entire time just kind of doing the marathon thing, you're actually closing with the back of the train. You're you maybe have a half dozen cars. You guys can probably actually see each other because you have the the night vision stuff. The the mm -hmm. whatever it's called. Uh, you could see each other, but you're still a good, what would that be? Probably 120, 150 feet away from each other, but you can see each other at least. And then, okay. me, what are you doing? Trying to catch up with the guys. I, uh, I, okay. I spoke to Croker, and I said, hey, Croker, what, what, what's the update? What's going on? Like, what's, what's the MO? What's going on? I want to find out if the train was, <clears throat> like, if it went through the teleportation ring, what happened? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I hear him and I respond, um, heading your way, uh, train, train in good hands now. I can't remember how much time I get on the, on the thumbnail. Yeah, close enough. There we go. Uh, so. but, and, and would I have time as I'm running? Okay, well, if I hear that, I'm good. I'll just take off and try to catch up with everybody. Okay. You do go ahead and make a perception check again for me, Chris. Okay. Sorry. It takes a second. My computer's moving slow. I get to turn it in soon, but not soon enough. There we so go. Um, another reason I like dice. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Doing okay. Awesome with my rules today. Yeah, you still hear some, some you know, because you're keyed into it. You hear uh, some noises coming to you, but you really can't make much of them right Where now. they're coming from, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so after a couple, you know, if, if, you know 15, 20, 30 more seconds, um, the three of you, Crown Thud, Croker, and Autham, you do manage to meet. Uh, Meep is nowhere to be seen so far. Is there anything you want to quickly discuss before we jump back to the fight? What is going on? Did we get it off? What happened? The train, the engine is gone. It is back at the blight, hopefully. We, uh, we, we were successful. We got off the train, and then the SRQ, SQR, Special QRF. Mission Force. Yeah, I knew something <laughs> like that. The QRF jumped out, and we were already off the train, you know, like you were. So we came running this direction instead of joining the fight. Hopefully, Rothar and Brightax will meet us back at the tavern. I don't even know if we saw the QRF. We were so far behind. Well, that could we be. never even. I saw the QRF at the last second because I stopped. As we saw them blow by us, right, Jeff? Like we jumped off the train, and then the the other the other cars flew by us as it slowed uh, down. 
I mean, they were slow. Yeah, I wouldn't say flew by by any well, yeah. definition of the word, but right. it was yes, they were coming to a rolling stop, and you, I mean, you know what's on the train. And, they, and well, um, and they were all standing in the entryway because that's where I left them. Right, <laughs> and at this point, you see the doors on the sides of some of these cars sliding open, and you see some very confused dwarves, most of which look like citizens, although there's one or two city guard mixed in the uh, mixed in the mix. They're kind of sticking their heads out and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, it's, it's confusion right now, but it doesn't take much to figure out. You're about to have a situation. I yell, the drow are here. Run. <laughs> okay. Make a, um, make a, make a performance check. A performance check. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Uh, oh God. I'm going to roll great because I have a minus one. Uh-oh. Yeah! Acting! <laughs> no, I didn't pass. What'd, yeah, okay. <laughs> What'd you roll? A three. A three. Oh, yeah. They oh, look no. at you. Well, a two. A two, even better. Because a minus one. <laughs> right. Because minus one and math. Okay. So you see the just the first couple of them. Um, take a look down at you and realize for a second, oh, wait, you're here. And then it kind of, you see a variety of things cross over their face. Like, oh, shit, what's a human doing in these tunnels? Oh, shit, why is he yelling at us? Oh, shit, why is he lying to us? And you realize these guys are starting to, they're, they're kind of exactly, starting to get Where are we in comparison to the train? I, I, I wouldn't have stopped and started having a conversation. Are we still, you, how long You're very is much train? toward the back of it. Okay. It's it's fifteen or twenty cars, and okay. you are at the very you're you're at the it, within the last three. All right, but well, we this, stopped with we stopped with Otham. We picked him well, up. Well, I wouldn't have stopped. I would have kept. Our, my goal was to get the fuck out of here, not to be anywhere near this train. You know, we we would have no. kept walking as we were talking. So I don't. I that's fine. Okay. I, I just. I'm sorry. Well, I wasn't yeah. clear on that. No. <laughs> I just yell. I just yell it. If we if so. people are poking their head out, I just yelled it. It's all good. I mean, you guys are toward okay. the end of it. You're, you know, it. You just know the citizenry is starting to bump around a little bit. Um. Okay, we're gonna come back to the fight. Uh, Brightax, it is your turn. You have this dude is no longer in your grill, and you have Rolthor is very clearly in trouble. I'm. I'm charging at the big guy, dropping my head and trying to hit him. Okay. I can't see you. Are you muted or do we lose you? No, so I'm muted I'm again. Sorry. Okay. There's right. just a lot of noise in my house, so I'm trying to keep it where I'm muted unless I'm talking. I appreciate that. That's great. Okay, that's a 21 to hit. No, 22 to hit. 22 does hit, yes. And that will be... Eighteen points of damage. Okay. Um, and and what what type of damage is that? That would be should be piercing because it's gouging them with my horns, basically, piercing okay. or bludgeoning, whatever. And um, because it's with your horns, that's not a magical attack, right? Nope. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry. Follow up. 
that is that's my bonus and uh what was yeah and i've basically used it all there i am okay so you went running up to him and just did the gore action and you hit him and you hit him good and you you can see him it jostles him but it doesn't do any real damage to him um yeah he he rolled to see if he gets his breath weapon back here he does not i need magical horns <laughs> yeah that's right um he is going to take a look down at you and he's going to do let's see He's going to take a slam attack at you. So he kind of balls his fist up, and it makes almost this perfect flat just surface, and he just brings it down on you uh, like a hammer twice. Um, I rolled two tens, which is going to be two 23s to hit. Ow! Yeah. Uh, so that's it's going to be... Nice that I cannot read. That's a five, and I'm throwing that die across the room because I don't ever want to see it again. Uh, that is a 13, 20 on the first one, and that is blood, uh, bludgeoning damage, so you're going to just take half of that. And then the second one, whoops, the second one is eight. 23 plus 7 is 30 of which you will take half of that as well ow yeah so he just and he just literally he's looking down at you he's got his sword in one hand that's covered in just gore from Rolthor and he looks at you and with his left hand he just goes up and it's almost like you barely even see his arm move it's almost like there's just a piston that just shoots his wrist out and it just boom boom right into you and just you're seeing Tweety Bird going around you here for a second. Um, this guy starts yelling at his buddies just about kind of what's going on. He's just giving him a tactical situation. He does not close with you at all um, because he is not loving life right now. Uh, Roll forward. It's your turn. <sighs> all right. Um... This thing still looks pretty hardy. Yeah. That's, uh... God, I'm so screwed. Um, I can't do that. Um, and Bright Axe is right next to me now, isn't he? He is. Now, as a reminder, you can take an action to disengage. You can't sprint, but you can disengage and move. I don't, yeah. I don't care what you do. I just, you never no. just make sure you remember it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm going to actually do that. Disengage and move. I don't. Far enough. Forward. Just over there to the left, like up against the wall and to the left a little bit. Okay. So this doesn't, because it's a, of just the nature of the battle map, it doesn't do a very good job doing it, but the tunnel extends way that way as well. So I'm just letting you know. Oh. So you're going to disengage and you're going to go where? Just up to like the corner there between up here. Yeah. Okay. So you just want to be able to help. I don't want to run that far. Right. Okay. So you're within, let's call it 
is, well, actually, let's just do this. Let's just slide everybody's orientation just a bit. And you're kind of right at the edge of, uh, what are you, 30 feet of movement? Is that your walking speed? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll call you roughly 30 feet away, um, but you're still within, you know, combat range. All right. Um, let's go to uh, Bright X. Let's swing at him. Okay. Oh, those might be two good hits. That's a 27 and a 23. Both hit. Is, um, let's see here, get back up here to where my attacks are. That is um, 15 and 16 is 30... One. 31, 31 points of damage. All right. The, with the magical axe this time. Nice. All right. Um, sorry, I'm trying to math. Okay, there we go. And those were not reckless, by the way, just FYI. Gotcha. All right, so you take your strikes at him, and he's actually got a shoulder pauldron that you don't see it pop off, but you can see you've kind of janked it out of place a little bit. Um, and he's he's finally starting to look a little bit worn, um, and but still very much in this fight. Sorry, deck save. Oh, yep. Uh, nope, that's an 11. That's six points of lightning damage as well. Okay. All right. That's going to come around to him. Let's roll to see about that breath weapon. Nope. So he is, let's see, he's going to take a quick look around. I guess he's kind of got to go for you. All right. Um, he's going to do the same thing. He's just going to hit you with the two slam attacks again. Um, both will hit. I rolled an 18 and a 15, so that's like 32 and something. 27, 28. Um, get dice I can read this time. That's okay. You can't read them. Just assume that it's 10 for each hit. There we go. <laughs> that's right. Um, oh, I did get two max damage and one three. So that's uh, 8, 16, 19. So 26 on the first one. Uh, halved, of course, so that's 13, I guess, for you. And then 4, 8, 9, 10, 11. So 18 and another 9. So, again, he just kind of – he's watching Rolthor back away. It's almost like he's ignoring you, except for that fist just keeps shooting out of that hand and coming back at you. Um, and he's – you now, when you look up at him, you see a lot of your own blood on his fist. Um. Roll Thor. Uh, you know what? I didn't ask you, Roll Thor. Um, is Wall of Fire, is that a concentration spell? Oh, good question. I'm this concentration spell. Yeah. Okay, so you should have taken a couple of, I think, what is that, wisdom throws? Con you took saves. Damage. Con saves, because you took damage. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that now. And I'm guessing they should be pretty high, because he took a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a fail. So, <laughs> okay. 13. <clears throat> okay. So the fire is out. Did those things ever get damaged by it? 
No, they did not. Give me one roll for damage <clears throat> on those boss. I was just thinking that. Oh, for the wall of fire? Yeah, the wall of fire, you're going to get one damage roll on them. That would be 40. Okay. All right. And they are beginning to march, and they look all right. You also see who you couldn't see before. These other dwarves are kind of moving in the same direction. I guess they'd be kind of behind them. Um, they are all, though, like they have like their charred skin and bits of flesh kind of peeling off. They're in rough shape. Uh, that was Roll Thor. All right, you other guys who were together, um, so Crown Thud, Croker, and Otham, you guys are again toward the end of the train. Are you, which, what are you going to do? Are you going to take off, or what are you doing? Yes, I guess at this point, that's... <laughs> I mean, that's we don't know what's going on at the front of the train. So... Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do, because... I mean, what have I, have I learned anything? Have you guys told me anything? They don't know anything really too tell yeah. not, ta yeah. not tactically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the train rolled past us, mission accomplished. We hung the banner and we, uh, I saw, I saw Cronthud running. We didn't saying, make uh, an escape plan, so uh, we hope that well, everyone can I, get back. I, I think you've got the right idea, little buddy. I think we need to get back to the bar. I think we go back to the inn and, and hang low. And wait uh, for us. I, I think that's the thing to do. So we go back to the hole that we created and we can get up through there. Yeah. Okay. So you guys keep heading in that direction? Okay. Yep. So, Meep, that uh, brings us to you. You're about at that hole. Um, you – oh, wait, no. You're heading the opposite direction of that hole. Never mind. Um, you're about midway right between the guys and the hole. Um, make one more perception check for me. Is Meep here? Where the hell is he? Oh, he's muted. He's muted. Oh. Ah, and he's feeling better and lighter. He's giving us a minute. Still can't hear you. Still muted. Yeah. Oh, there, there he is. is. Okay. Well, I had written on there, I went poop. And went and pooped. So, you know, I will one. And nice. now the twelve people that watch our listen to our podcast know. Hey, everybody He's regular. Does it's all good. Lucky. Yep. Everybody, everybody poops. poops. Everybody poops. Sometimes, Sometimes. everybody cries. Sometimes right. they do both. So perception check me. Oh, I I said natural one. Oh, I didn't hear you. Okay. Sorry. Um. You're so yeah. Muted. Nothing, nothing. And we appreciate it because I didn't need to hear that. Nobody needs to hear that. Okay. All right, so we'll do another couple rounds here. Bright exits around to you. How you feeling there, buddy? Not fantastic. Okay. Um, but uh, I guess it's time to swing again. Okay. Oh, that's a net 20. Okay. That's going to hit. In case you were wondering. Oh, good damage, too. Um, that's uh, 21 and 8 is 29 points. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm feeling desperate. That one was reckless. Did you double? Uh, did you double? Yes. Yeah, it, it was 11 and a 10. Okay. 
So you get, I'm sorry, dice, you said 29, is that what you said? 29. Okay. Um, and then the next strike, again, Reckless, was uh, 21 to hit. Okay. Just that's hits, right. but yes. No, 20, no, that's not a 21. That's a 23 to hit. I'm sorry. Okay. Nope, you're good. And that is another 16 points of damage. Okay. All right. So you're but, seeing, I mean. Fortunately, I chose to go reckless on that one. So. Okay. And then do I, do I owe you uh, dex as well? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> My dex blows. I, I fail again. That's a seven. Ten more points of lightning damage. Okay. All right. So you're seeing your blows at this point are having an effect, right? So you're seeing dents and you're seeing gashes and things like that but this thing is clearly nowhere near down or nowhere near done for the count but you're seeing now at least at least you feel like you're you know affecting it whereas the first few shots you didn't feel like you were doing anything whatsoever um okay it is going to turn and it gets its breath attack back so it's going oh, to knows. yeah so is there a way oh you get you fuckers are set in a way i can't get you both okay so it's gonna look at you No, it thinks it has you under control. It's going to look at Roll Thor. I'm reading this. Let me see the ring. <laughs> Roll Thor, I think we're kind of screwed here. Yeah, I think I'm in some serious trouble. I, no, only, it, it only it, takes it can't one actually, Yeah, it, it can't reach Roll Thor, so it is going to, it is going to do this at, um, at Bright Axe. So it's going to go ahead and exhale its gas at you. So again, you see the I mean, kind of Optimus Prime mouth come down, and this little tube comes out, and Iris is open, and you just see this green just misty shit just spew everywhere what kind of um, save constitution a dripple that's a 14 that uh, fails Six, eight, nine, ten. okay I'm down. Oh, 47 points of poison damage. I go down. Okay. So, Rolthor, you're That's just it. looking. Yeah. And <laughs> you see the shit erupt from him. You see the same hit that you took earlier, and he just goes down. And now you're legitimately worried. I say, do I just automatically shit my pants on that? Yeah. Luckily, you're wearing your brown pants, so you're okay. <laughs> but... oh. <laughs> Boo. That's Boo. not what you're supposed to fire your fireball out of. Boo. <laughs> All right. So on that, that note, um, so that was him. And then these guys are going to continue to close. We'll get them. They don't have great movement. Sounds like next yeah. episode is going to be rescuing Brydax and Rolthor from a prison. I think it might be. I didn't think it was going to go this way. I thought you guys were going to run as soon as you saw them, but I should have known better, I guess. So this guy's going to clean it was a couple of dwarves. That was exactly <laughs> nobody. Nobody was expecting some massive robot to pop out of a teleportation circle. Yeah, because teleportation right. circles take freaking ten rounds. Normally. And you are up, Rolthor. Um. I'm gonna have well, to fireball him now. Oh, it doesn't matter. To, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to cast a fireball. 
Okay. I'm going to cast it at fifth level. Okay. Understanding, of course, that if you hit Bright Axe while he's unconscious with a fireball, there's a very good chance you're going to kill him. What if I make sure that he automatically... Um, Can you sculpt your spell? No, but... Um, well, I can aim where it hits. So you'd have to aim like over here and just get on the outside? Right. But also, okay. more importantly, I mean, let me ask this, because I also can spend a sorcery point to guarantee that he succeeds at any saving rolls. Would that help? No, because if I, if I take damage when I'm already down, isn't it an auto-fail? Yep. Yes. Okay. So in that case, if I – am I going to have to roll to make sure I – hit it in the right area? Uh, I mean, I just no, aim I, mean, I want it to make sure that it doesn't go too far. Yeah, you're, you're good enough with this thing at this point. It's not like this is a spell you're not practiced on. Okay. So, well, then in that I'll, case... For the, for the sake of argument and for the sake of figuring it out, I'll say you can drop it somewhere over here and land, and you'll be able to hit at least these two and maybe this guy. Okay. I mean, I, mainly I just want the golem thing, so that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Of course, I'm not sure why Rolthor stops throwing fireballs on me at this point. <laughs> well, I wasn't well, he going to. actually want you to die. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if you were still alive, I would have. Okay, so you drop that, and I have to roll dex throws. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Okay, so for this thing, it is a natural one, so he's going to take some serious damage for that. Yeah. For the dwarf, it is a 19, natural 19, so... Where's my paladin? So 21, so he's going to pass and take half damage. And for that thing, it is 16. No. Okay. So roll your damage. And I just did 42. 42. And he had made it. So he is taking, hang on, let me switch over to him. And the one guy that rolled the natural one, does he just instantly burst into flames or something? Cool. Uh, uh, no, you. he was down enough. You you not only immolate him, but it's like um, on that episode of Game of Thrones where Daenerys kind of swoops in with her dragon and hits that line of soldiers, and they just instantly are just like ash statues of themselves that start falling apart. He is done. Um, this takes <clears throat> damage. How many points did you say? 42? 42. Okay, and so he took 21 points of damage. Is the big golem down? The big golem took absolutely zero points from that. He's right here. And so he, took, he was the one who rolled the one. No, this one rolled the one. Oh. Oh, wait. No, well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, whichever one it was. Yeah, it does. Well, this guy's got a fire immunity, so he's fine no matter what. Ah, okay. That one, no, oh, yeah. you're right. The first one was the one that rolled the one, so he took full damage, which is going to be another 21. I guess I should have done lightning bolt again. Yeah. So this one's actually pretty messed up right now. Um, this, he doesn't, he doesn't even look like you. He just, he just shrugs it off. It doesn't even look like you hit him. His metal is glowing a little hot, but it doesn't look like it's affected him at all. Um, all right. You have movement if you'd like it, or you have stand your ground. 
Run away. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I'm can't so do hurt. can't do much for me I right now. Yeah, I'm so hurt. I gotta I'm gonna start going down the tunnel to try and get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. So you start pushing? All yeah. right. Okay. So at that point, let's go back to the other guys. Cronthud Croker uh, and Meep. You guys are kind of running toward each other. And you do, you guys can see Meep coming down the way just a little bit. You're still probably too, just a little too far away to communicate effectively, um, but you're within eyesight of each other. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I hit my hey. thumbnail and say, turn around, head to the... No, wait, you guys don't see me. I'm invisible. That is a damn good point. I Never mind, see you don't see him at all. <laughs> so you guys are trucking toward, you're, you're still heading the same direction, right? Away from the train. Um, you do hear, I mean, at this point, you're, you're a decent clip away, but you do hear civilians kind of screaming, like, what's going on? And it sounds like a mixture of some of them are quite afraid and some of them are kind of starting to um, um, kind of catch their bravery a little bit. They're like, oh, well, we need to, you know, we need to take control of the situation and find out what's going on, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's far enough behind you. You're not worried about it at this point. All right, so I want to – I'll make myself known to Croker as I come up to him. I'll okay. be like, I'm in front of you like – I'm in front of you like 25 feet, but I'm invisible. And I'll kind of kick some rocks down by my feet. Okay. All right, I let the guys know. I go, Meep's invisible right in front of us, those rocks over there. So I'll scout ahead. Which way are we heading? Back to the hole oh. in the bars. So I'll scout ahead of them, and now I'll move. At a quick pace, but I'm going to be kind of on high alert so that we have a clean escape. Okay. All right. So you guys keep moving. Um, as you continue moving in that direction, uh, Chris, Chris, you just keep moving. You've rolled crap on your perception rolls all night, so you just kind of run right by. Um, Croker and Crunthud. Because I rolled crap doesn't mean I'll do it again. Yeah, I know. Croker and Krantha, do a quick perception check for me. Ooh. It's a natural 18 plus... What did you say? Perception. Perception. Oh, plus nine. So, yeah, 27. <laughs> okay. So you do the same thing. You hear um, you hear up ahead what they're what noise is kind of coming from it and you realize it sounds to you like there are people and they're kind of moving um but they don't sound they don't sound upset or they don't sound angry or whatever but there's definitely creatures of some sort moving up the tunnel towards you um at this point you can't see them yet but they're definitely headed in your direction it's just the again with the sound carrying kind of funny in here um you're you're kind of hearing it you also uh, well, no, you wouldn't yet. So, yeah, that's that's what you hear at this point. Um, Meep, as you're getting closer, you're kind of starting to key in on it um, and realizing that there's there's still there's something up there. You just can't put your finger on what it is. I can't make Okay, gotcha. Cool. All right. Um, Roll Thor, we'll hop over to you. Are you just – are you at this point, are you just in a full run? Yeah, I'm going to just sprint my ass out of there, try and find the first – Exit from the tunnels. Okay. So you feel a familiar push of air in front of you, and then, um, and then a train goes screaming by you in the opposite direction. And screaming, you know, screaming being a relative thing in this world. But it's, there's, there's a train, the other light rail is going in the opposite direction about 15, 20 miles an hour, um, just cruising by you. 
um, which the wind just kind of blows against you really hard. It kind of blows, you know, your robes back and all that kind of stuff. And you realize, oh, yeah, I'm still in an active train tunnel. What's going on here? Um, but that's it. Uh, do me a favor and just make a quick constitution uh, check. That'll be 23. Okay. All right. So you're actually, you're in really good shape. You're not feeling all that winded. Um, and you do feel as, as you're running, you do feel like you're putting some distance between you and the, the golem that you were fighting, which totally makes sense. Cause it's not very, you know, it's, it's big and bulky, but it's not very fast. Um, so you feel like you're putting some distance between y'all. Okay. Um, Crown thud at all. What are you doing? You're beginning to close. You're beginning to all kind of hear this just commotion ahead of you. So are we anywhere near the hole? In the you make an intelligence check. Okay. Uh, one. No, I you have no idea. <laughs> Well, is the is are are the are the people gathering? Are they? Uh, you couldn't really tell. You just heard a group of people ahead of you. You couldn't really tell what they were doing, and they weren't within visual range yet. It's you're kind of because of where you're going. There's there's a, a curve to the tunnel, and they're just they're kind of it's kind of like being over the horizon. They're just around around the curve and a ways up. All right, so I is Meep still ahead of us? Correct. Uh, just a little bit, yeah. All right, I fingernail Meep, and I'm like. I'm hearing sounds of a crowd up ahead. Scout it out. Is it safe to come around the tunnel corner? Okay. So, Meep, are you just going to head that way then? Yep. Okay. And how long does invisibility last? One it's hour. a while, right? Okay. Yeah, you're good then. All right. So, as you kind of come around the corner, um, you're sticking fairly close to the wall. You're moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. And you look around and, and you're trying to keep eyes up and all that kind of stuff. And you realize probably you come around this part of the curve and you see probably, I don't know, 60, 80 feet ahead of you, you see a group of gnomes who are all, they're tooled up. And I, I don't mean weapons wise. I mean, they have lots of picks and they have um, some, some tools that you, even some tools you don't actually recognize. Um, and they're kind of headed your way. You can tell it's a work crew of some some type. They've got some hurry behind them. You can tell they're they're probably responding to the emergency they were alerted to. Um, you don't see anyone armed in the you know military sense of the word, but lots of tools. I run up to them because I I look like a city watch. You're you're not going to see them yet though. It's oh. just me that's seeing them right now. Oh, I'll relay the information. Back to the uh, guys, what's going on? Okay. And, All right. And, um, so, there's okay, a... guys, we got some gnomes coming up, and they look like they're just responding. I think they're just workers. So if we play it cool, I think we'll be fine. Maybe one of you can, can just talk about, like, being some of the passengers, and you just run up to try to get help. All right. I can slip on by. I okay. relay that to, to Cronthod and Otham. There's, there's workers coming up. Uh, Coming up the path, we'll I do your thing. I think you too should pretend to be. Put your weapons away. Don't let anyone see them, and then uh, pretend to be passengers. 
and I will say that we got thrown from the train and there is a big commotion up there. Don't go up there. There's a big fight. Is there is there a door near us that's open? Not that you see, no. Maybe hey, we Arthur, can convince them to I, take us out. Arthur, you gonna, should, you I, should have, you should pretend. have Whoop, hey, what? Uh, Let me say what I'm going to do. Each other. <laughs> so I'm going to pretend to be a dog. So I'm going to shapeshift to a dog. Yes. Okay. There you go. Very good. And just kind of scutter through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab his staff before he transforms. And then I'm going to grab his collar and tap the staff on the ground <laughs> and follow Cronkud. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair you enough. Pull your ascot, you pull your ascot up over your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I take it then that you have removed your hood? Oh, I always have the hoodie on. It's no, like, no, no. Your hood. Your executioner's hood. Yes. Oh, yeah. I lift it up. It looks like a it looks like a hoodie hat. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So you guys are coming around the corner. You're getting to where about where you think Meep is. One of you accidentally steps on his tail, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and you kind of keep moving along. Uh, that you said you were going to address them? Yes. So how many are there? Uh, there are seven in the crew immediately in front of you, but they keep yelling back at somebody else as well. Um, gentlemen, gentlemen, you do not want to go down there right now. There is an accident, but the, bigger than that, there is a fight. There are dangerous people. I got this poor blind man and his, his pet dog off of the train, and we are escaping. Can, uh, can you show us the nearest uh, way out? And I recommend you let them clean it up. The uh, I'm going to mess it up again. The QRW. QRF, yes. I was close. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the QRF is down there. They're taking care of it. Don't go anywhere near that area. Okay. I want you to make a deception check with advantage. There you go. Thank goodness for an advantage. 17. <laughs> 17. <laughs> the other one was an 8. Okay. So the lead gnome, and he's, he's a, I mean, all of these guys look really ragged. I mean, they are filthy, like filthy, like coal miner filthy. Like they're just covered in dirt. Their nails are, are absolutely black. Their fingernails are absolutely black. The lead one is actually missing an eye. He has an eye patch over him that's old and crusty. Um, unbrushed teeth. Like they're just, they're, they're rough people. Um, he looks up at you, and he has a real attitude of he, – he looks up at you, and he looks at the close approximation to a, a lawful badge or lawful, you know, lawful visage that you have um, and looks back at the other guys and goes, all right, well, you heard the man. Fuck it. Take five. Smoke if you got him. And he looks at you, and he goes, there's, a, uh, there's, there's, a, there's an access way down the way. The tall one's going to have trouble making it through there, but it'll get you out. You can take the sweeps tunnels, and, and you'll miss the other QRF that's headed this way. And he kind of gives you directions. It's about 30 to 50 yards ahead of you on the, on the left. Oh, thank you very much. Be careful. Stay safe, my friend. And uh, Croker, I'd like you to make a performance check with advantage, please. <laughs> I swing the stick a couple of times and hit Cronthud in the shins. 
Oh, thank you, Advantage. <laughs> uh, 18. Oh, no, 17. Okay, all right. So you do a pretty good job of, of faking it. Um, and Otham, of course, just, you know, he just looks like a dog, so he's, he's trucking on. Um, and then one more quick check. Um, Meep, I want you to make a stealth check with advantage. Twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, you're good. They don't jiggle, and then I'll see. You're just, you are like a ghost on the wind. You're good to go. All right. So you guys are kind of headed up toward that door. Um, Rolthor, when we get back to you, you are still cruising, correct? You're still running. Still running, but as I get further, do I notice anybody chasing me or anything as I'm running? Make a perception check. Uh, nine. Nine. It's really hard to tell. It's it's the noise in here is just reacting weird because you're in a tunnel. So it's you. They sound like they're close, but you feel like you've made good distance on them. You feel like you you've just. I mean, you know, you rolled a great constitution save. You're not you're not um, you're not winded at all. You feel like you've made really good distance, but they sound like they're just right there, and you don't you're not okay. sure why. Okay, I'm gonna stop for just a second. Go ahead and cast invisibility on myself in case okay. they are coming after me. Or Anybody, so I'm just going to cast a disability. I think you just cast it. I don't know if there's anything you really have to do for it. No, I just, yeah, I just cast it, but I accidentally cast it at fourth level, but oh well. <laughs> okay. You're really invisible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And All right. I'll just keep, yeah, I'm going to keep looking for some way to get off the tunnel. Okay. So All right. Marax is down. Is he just. You, you, you guys have left. no idea what's happened I, to Bright X so far. I just left him in the. Uh, what else was going to do? Is either. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no. I left we him. That. We're good with that. We got yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to come uh, back to him in just a second. I, I, I haven't forgotten Bright X. Just give me a minute here. So, you other guys, um, as you are moving toward, moving toward this door, how are you placing yourselves in the tunnel? Are you still sticking to the right hand side? Are you running across it? What are you doing? Which side did he say it was on? The left or the right? It's on the left side. So the opposite track that what you guys were on. Well, I would say we would try to sneak underneath one of the cars. The train's in the dust. The train is nowhere near you. So it's you've got oh. the rail. The rail that the train you were on is on is right next to you. That's the one you've kind of been running along this entire time. Then there's the rail on the left side of the tunnel in orientation to you. It's on the left side of the tunnel, which is the side they told you that door was on. And somewhere over there is the door to get out through the sweep tunnel. Well, I say we'd get all the way up against the wall on the left side, right where, where the door is going to be. Because if there are no more QRF coming down the tunnel, we don't want to be crossing the tunnel when they can see us. Okay. And hug the wall. Hug the wall. Okay. Make yourself yeah, as, as invisible as possible. Oh, wait. Okay. It's just me and the dog. I could literally like, make myself invisible. Okay. So you guys are kind of cruising along in that direction. Um, you come to where you think roughly the door should be, and you find it's less a door and more. Krantha, it's, it's, you have to crouch a little bit to get in there. Um, all well, he's them, a, dog. As a dog. You have no problem. Um, Croker, you're basically on hands and knees going through there, but you are able to pass through there. Uh, and maybe you're fine as well. You're, it's, it's just going over your, your head. You guys are going to take that. Is that correct? Yes. 
Oh hell yeah! Okay. And what is what is your marching order? Uh, I'll go. I'll go first in stealth since I'm invisible. I'll go okay. last because I have alertness. Can't okay. sneak up behind me. I'll okay. go. I'll go second in front of the dog. Okay. Oh good! I get to sniff the dog's ass. And I'm, right. trying to stay, I'm trying to stay ahead of everybody a little bit. Okay. So ahead of everybody, ten feet. Ahead of everybody, thirty feet. What are you? What are you talking about? Say at least thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay. Cool. All right. So you guys find this sweep tunnel. Um, just as Croker, just as his ass goes in the door, he feels this push of air, and this train goes running by him really quickly. Just. Um, and it sounds really loud in that tunnel as the air just gets pushed through and through all your ears and everything like that. It's disorienting a little bit, um, but it really doesn't, you know, it's not the end of the world for you. You're, you're just fine and you push through. Okay. Sweet. At this point, um, Bright Axe, you wake up to a bucket of cold water uh, being thrown on you. You are fine. thrashed. Yeah, you are thrashed. You are, you're at one hit point um, and you are just just beaten you have been disarmed they've pulled everything they could see on you he's got no they cut your arms they off cut his arms off yeah i mean you know that's ridiculous to be fair those arms are massive and weapons in their own right so yes that's true um <laughs> so um you wake up and you see standing over you you see the giant iron golem is kind of in the center each of those shield guardians are flanking it, and then there are two dwarves who are dressed in just normal City Watch attire. They are, they are not the paladins. They're not the, the QRF guys. They're just regular City Watch guards um, standing over you. Um, and they start – they just start in on you um, with who are you working for, what the hell happened, a lot of questions like that. Are you, are you going to give up anything, or what are you going to say? Um, I don't know what – was uh, ducking out of the way. I was just wandering through, trying to get up to the surface. Uh, like I said, just ducked into the side thing when the train came by, and I jump out. You know, it goes by. I jump out, and these guys start attacking me. And they're just immediately on you again. Where's the engine? Where's the locomotive? What have you done? Uh, I didn't do anything. I just fought a couple dwarves. <laughs> Okay, it's at this point you know you're kind of screwed, and the uh, the the big thing, the iron golem, or yeah, the iron golem, um, kind of grabs each of your wrists and just sort of picks you up and lifts you and starts walking you out of there. Um, and they've got all of them around there. You do notice as you're going back with the train a little bit, every now and again, a city watch guard will hop out and join in either the formation, either directly in front of you or directly behind you. By the time you reach the end of the train, you've got a, a parade of um, about a dozen just normal city watch guys. And then the two shield guardians and the big massive iron golem that, that again, has your wrists, uh, uh, has your wrists just kind of clasped. Um, at, at, before the the processional started, did I see where they had my stuff, or was it just gone? You did not. It was just you woke up, and it was just oh, I'm mostly naked and in a lot of pain. Okay. Um. All right. So the guys in the tunnel, uh, the the team that's in the um, the sweeps tunnel, you guys, uh, you come to a fork in the road. 
Um, how do you want to take it? You can go straight, take it. you can go left, or you can go right. Do we have any kind of directional sense about where, uh, what direction we were going? I guess maybe, make, maybe it doesn't matter. I don't. Yeah, well, you're an uh, underdweller. The underdweller. Make, make an intelligence check. Yeah, either you can make it or they can help you. Um, so I guess I guess what I'm saying is two of you can make it or you can make it with advantage. Oh. Uh, maybe, maybe you should do it with me since you're first. You're muted. Muted. I got a plus three on intelligence, if that helps. Guys, I know I just can't. I have to switch screen so I can see everything, so it takes a second. Gotcha. All right. So um, I'm sorry. Which one am I making again? Is it intelligence? Intelligence. Let's do it. Alex, what'd you get? I got the five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I beat you. I got a seven. Okay. Oh, good job. You guys are feeling pretty lost. You going left, right, or straight? I mean, at this point, you're just like, oh, if I had a three-sided coin, I'd just flip it. I guess we go left. All right, so you guys cruise to the left. You come across, um, it, the, the tunnel widens, it opens up into a room, and you can kind of take a look, and it's, it's, um, it's almost like a, like, a, uh, like a dormitory, not so much barracks, but like dormitory. There are a couple of, couple of uh, bunk beds in there, lots of just you know personal effects, things like that, a footlocker at the end of each bed, some tools leaning against the wall, but you can tell you're getting kind of closer to civilization in a weird way. You pass through that room and you kind of keep moving. You go through probably six or seven more of these dormitories. You don't come across any people, any gnomes or anything like that. Um, you notice these guys live in squalor. Like they are really, really, really poor. Um, you keep moving and, you know, you come across, you know, as you, as you take, you know, every now and again, there'll be a branch off, but you can tell by the smell, oh, the latrines down there, oh, the, you know, whatever's down here. You come across a kitchen if you want to, you know, if you want to grab any food. There's some gross food in there. It's it's not really anything to your liking, except maybe you, Grunt Thud. Um, but it's uh, you know, you, you kind of keep moving. Um, is there any conversation you want to have while you're trucking through these places? Uh, first of all, is are the gnomes that we saw? Are they the first one for the blood? No, they were regular. They regular were gnomes. Okay. Whatever. I don't know what a regular gnome is, but yes, they were regular gnomes. Gotcha. Um, I don't really need to have conversation. We need to get out of here. Agreed. I'm going to I'm going to pull up my fingernail because we haven't had conversation with Rolthor yet, have we? Coker, have you checked in with him? I don't think you have. No. Okay, I'm going to I forgot he had a fingernail. And say, Rolthor. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Sorry, Rolthor. What's what's going on? Where are you guys at? Where are you and Brightax? Oh. I'm still in the subway tunnels or the train tunnels. I had to leave Bright Axe behind. They, he he was hurting. I had to leave. He was Shit. knocked out before I left. Shit. It oh, was ugly. Gosh. Okay. I'll, I'll pass it on to the other guys. Get back up top. We all gonna meet back up, okay? Tell him to meet tell him to meet at the tavern. I'm gonna relay the information and then I'll relay back to Roltar. Yeah, uh, Kronthet says me at the tavern, okay? I will be there. 
Okay. And by the tavern, you mean the uh, uh, hairy eyeball. Yeah, thank you. I was just saying, not the turgid sturgeon, the other one. Yeah, okay. Well, guys, like, Brightex got caught. He got knocked out. Rolthar took off. We have no idea what's happened to him. Well, oh, let's. No. We're going to have to go back and uh, regroup and then figure out what we need to do. Hopefully, we can find news about where they're keeping him. We need to get out of here. We need to get. Uh, you're right. Let's go. Let's 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 book it. Let's go. Okay. All right. So you guys continue to move on. You go for probably another. I mean, half an hour, forty-five minutes through these tunnels as you're kind of you know you take a right and then realize it's a false right and you go back to the left and you do all this you know wacky navigation and whatnot. But eventually, you do find your way back to. It's it, it's an opening. It's almost like. A, a grate that you can easily move right it's almost like a sewer grate or an iron grate but it, it pops right out of there you guys don't have any real trouble at all getting through there and it's into a back alley on um on what you assume to still be the third level you'd have gone really up or down there's been no incline or decline um and you're in just kind of this this back alley you kind of crawl out and you look down and it's it's you see when it does connect to the street the street is kind of bustling there are a lot of people running around, um, and there's a lot of, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy. It's commerce. Um, but you also hear there's some excitement rippling through the crowd. You can yeah. tell even from this difference, distance. Can I make an insight check on the crowd to see if it has to do with what happened with the trains? Sure. Okay. Yeah, this is not my night for rolling. Nine. Okay. I mean, from the distance you're at, you think that's the only real problem is you're, you're just too far away to kind of tell, but given how long you've been in that tunnel and given, you know, the shit storm that you guys stirred up, um, it's pretty, it's a pretty safe assumption. You just don't know. Right. Okay. Let's get to the hairy eyeball. Okay. So you guys head for the hairy eyeball. Um, roll Thor. We're going to jump over to you. You are in that tunnel and you are just kind of trucking still. Um, you run for another probably 15 minutes. You're actually out of the tunnel before they're out of the sweeps tunnels. You find a area. I don't want to call it a hole necessarily, but it's you find an area kind of where you came in at where it was covered with the grate. Um, but between, between kind of the rebar that covers the tunnel and the rock wall, you find an area that's just large enough for you to kind of slip through. Um, okay. and so you're able to, um, and it's kind of the same deal. You're in, you're in kind of a skeezy, you're in more of a warehouse district. So it's, a, it's very industrial. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's a little rough. It's a little skeezy, but it's, you know, you're, you're there. There are lots of rats going around. There's obviously this wouldn't be a shipping area, but they're, you know, for literal ships, but there's a lot of freight and crates and things like that. It'd be very easy to get lost in here. All right, do I see an exit from this warehouse looking thing trying to You're not in a warehouse, you're in like a like Good if district, you think you mean, of, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of you know not shipping containers as you and I would think of them when you drop them on the back of an 18-wheeler, but ship a lot of shipping containers like large crates, small crates, things like that. They're up and down in aisles or stacked anywhere between 3 and 12 high. Um, you can kind of make your way out. It's just it's, you know, it's just kind of a it's kind of a maze. But given enough time, especially you've got a pretty high intelligence, right? 
Yeah, no. Yeah. I thought you were like 18 or something. 18, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're crazy smart. So you, it's not that big a deal to navigate out. There's a couple of false starts here and there, but you really – you make it out into the main area where the kind of main um, avenue passes the warehouse area, and you just – you slip right in, but you realize – well, you tell me if you're going to slip in or not, realizing that you're who you are. Well, I'm invisible. How long does that last? An hour. Is it an yeah. hour? Okay. Yep. All right. So you're, you're coming up on the end of your invisibility. Okay. So roll, can I find? A, roll a D20 for me. 16. Okay, so you have roughly 15 minutes of invisibility left. Just your your mental calculus tells you, okay, I'm I'm about three quarters of the way through this. Okay, perfect. So I got 15 minutes left. So I'm gonna try and find a place where I'm by myself, maybe next to one of those shipping containers or somewhere where there's not very many people coming. Okay, now, that's easy enough to do. Okay, and then I'm going to I got I can do a full minute and cast the teleportation circle to get me back to the tavern oh there you go okay look at the big brain on roll thor all right well let's just hope i don't need a fifth level spell later because i'm out of <laughs> slots because you tapped all right so you go ahead and do that um you spend a few minutes you do the incantation and pop you jump right back into the hairy eyeball all right, the rest of you gentlemen are going to arrive shortly after that. He does beat you there by actually kind of a long shot. Um, roll three, you're there about 20 minutes when the other guys come in. You only recognize Croker. Um, and you, well, to a certain extent, you'd recognize Cronthut uh, as well. Although, how long did your disguise last? Only okay. an hour, so I lost it a while ago on the I've walk. I've lost my invisibility, so you should see all of us. Yeah, okay. So, um, except for Autumn is still a dog, right? True. I'm asking Autumn. Are you there? Ooh. There he is. Okay, you're still a dog? Whoa. Okay, Whoa. all right, cool. All right, so they come cruising in. Rolthor, had you, where were you? Were you waiting in the room? Were you in the pub itself? Where were you? I'm going to wait in the room. Okay. Do you mean the teleportation room or the room that we rented? No, the room that we rented. Check. Okay. I got to right. get up there and try and get, yeah, I'm just going to get up there and wait. And as I'm waiting, I'll communicate and say to, to either uh, Meep or um, and through the fingernail, just say, hey, I, I'm already in the room waiting for everybody to show back up. Okay. All right. Roll so as, here. as the rest of you enter, um, Eldra comes running up to – who do we have? Eldra comes running up to Cronthud and just says, oh, my gosh, I don't know if it was you guys or not, but this city is on fire and you all need to hide. The rumor mill is running rampant and they're just looking for outsiders. They're just rounding people up. They don't give a shit who they are. You guys need to duck into a room somewhere. Thank you, Eldra. We are staying right here, so we'll be hiding somewhere nearby. Okay. Do you boys need food? Do you need drink? Do you need, what do you need? Yes. Yes to everything. Please. Please. Okay. All right. All right. I'll take care of you. Um, I'll do the best I can, but I don't know. It's if the rumor mill is to be, to be believed, and that's all I've got right now. A train was stolen like an hour, hour and a half ago, like a locomotive. How the hell do you steal a locomotive? That's unbelievable. Like, like one of those passenger moving things. Yeah. The light rail. It's, 
I, I can't believe it to be true, but who knows? Who knows? Anyway, you boys go. Go upstairs. I'll bring you some food in a little while. Real quick here. Is there, do you have any rope I can have or borrow? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. This isn't – I don't know. I've worked here 10 minutes. <laughs> we have, I have rope in my bag. You uh, um, me? What'd you say? Where's the storeroom? Uh, she kind of vaguely points back toward where the what you know as the teleportation room is. She's like, I think it's back there on the left somewhere. Okay, I'm gonna go do a quick search. Will they do whatever they're gonna do for a rope? Okay. Um, make an investigation check for me. Holy crud! Sixteen. Hey! Wow! Look at you. Um, you do manage to find a storeroom. You don't find a ton of stuff in there, like a ton of useful stuff. It's mostly like mops and shit like that. But you do find a length. It's probably, it's not a full 50 foot, but it's probably 40, 45-ish foot of rope. Um, okay. It's the really coarse uh, twiny kind. It's not yeah. like silk or it's not, you know, it's not like a good rope, but it'll it'll do the job, I assume, depending on what And, the and how tall is it again? It's 40 or 45 feet, roughly. Okay, cool. Thanks. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not going to go upstairs with the rest of them. I'm going to hang out downstairs and watch because yeah. I'm a dog. a dog. And no, yeah, okay. nobody's going to suspect me. I'm just going to hang out. Uh, I don't even know. I should have looked. Sorry, I don't know how long that lasts. I think it's like uh, eight hours or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone into a long time now. Hey, until you get sick of licking look, your crotch. Ah, <laughs> never. Never happened. <laughs> five hours. Okay. I stay in five hours. Okay, so you've got a good yeah, three and a half somewhere in that neighborhood yeah. by the time you guys have made it back there um you get a lot of love like people are scratching your ears they're scratching that spot you know kind of right by your tail there on the on the on the top there um you're getting a bowl every now and again a bowl of ale is just kind of tossed down next to you it's kind of the sloppy seconds ale but it's still ale like you're you're feeling the love right now okay the rest of you as you get to the room which most knows, action he's had in years yeah that's right uh, yeah <laughs> So, gentlemen, we have a we have all kinds of things to talk about and to figure out. Um, number one, uh, I just want to say congratulations, we did it. Um, now, granted, there was a casualty, but we're going to try to hopefully uh, resolve that. But I believe I'm not a, dead yet. As, <laughs> as a group, this is the first time we've ever been su actually successful in anything we've done. So. I, uh, I'm very proud of all of us for being able to, to do this. Um, other than that, I suppose we need to figure out where Brightax is and try to get him. Now, does anybody have any suggestions about what we should do first? Uh, I would suggest a long rest. That is probably a good idea. Um, maybe we should take an hour and try to, or at least take a little bit of time and try to uh, hear some news. Maybe I think some of us, like, I'm still pretty fresh. I'm fine going out disguising myself and kind of wandering around, see if I can pick up the vibe of what's going on. I'd be happy to do a little investigation and check out some, I don't know, ask, ask around what's going on and, and if anybody might know about what's going on with the Minotaur. I definitely feel like fair. that's important. Yeah, it could be a little early in the game to do that. People are – the gossip's still flying. So we could give it an hour or two and then kind of go out. We might get more accurate information. 
yes, I think that's definitely something we need to do. And I would say that we, I don't know, this is not the time for us to all separate. So, Cronthud, you can disguise yourself. We could go out as, as, as two guys. Like, we could look completely different as dwarves, and I bet we could scout out, would be less likely to be talked to. There's support in numbers. Well, I can only use my ability once a day. Okay. And I, I used it earlier to get away. But And I am hurting after that last fight. I need to rest. We don't need too much information. I think if, if things are blowing up, I, I think maybe we should, uh, you know, we might even just be able to stay inside the bar and let people come to us. You know, if we just hang out in the bar for a, for a few, anyone that can be disguised, maybe we can find out information. I think Otham is already staying down there. So if Meep, if you're able to disguise yourself once, you can go have a few drinks, buy some, spread a little coin around and liquor people up and see what they know. Sounds good. I'll do it. Okay. So, um, Otham, as a dog, as a doggo, um, you're going to make an investigation check, although that's a mental thing, so you'd still get your just your normal stat. So, yes or no roll? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Investigation check. Uh, investigation is 13. 13. Okay, it is difficult for you to get a lot of information because so many people are trying to scratch your belly and get you behind the ears. And <laughs> give you, you know, they, they give you, you know, you, you, every now and again you get a literal, a literal bone tossed your way. Things Slightly like that. So, distracted. Yeah, it's, you're, there's a lot going on for you. You are like the, the bell of the ball here. Um, however, you do pick up a few things is, is people are very excited. Um, the train heist is all anybody's really talking about, but nobody that you come in contact with really has any facts or any any real idea of what happened. They just know, oh my God, someone snagged a locomotive. Um, but that's really the the main gist of what you get uh, being down there. Uh, Meep, you went down. Did anybody else go down as well? Okay, so Meep, you went no. down. You you cast an image over yourself. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. All right, um, so you cast, is that, what is that, Minor Illusion, Disguise Self, whatever it is you cast. And I'm going to cast the, that of a gnome body, not one of the guys that were workers, okay. but somebody who is maybe just a normal gnome, but not of good standing, not okay. really very wealthy. Okay, and you go down there and do what? Uh, I'm going to just make a general runaround, um, like just drinking at the bar, listening in to people, taking the occasional... Um, walk outside to hit the streets a little bit and see if I can, you know, I'm stretching, go take a leak and just the whole time kind of keeping my ears out for what people are saying. Okay. But I want to kind of move around the bar so I can catch what people are saying in different areas. Okay. So you noticed, um, you guys have been here. I mean, it's, you've been in here times over the course of a couple of different days. This is easily the busiest you've seen it. And it's really, it, it's, you know they're they're putting the pub in public house right now it's there's a lot of people coming in they're grabbing a, a thing of ale or grog or whatever and really um boisterously kind of discussing the rumors and where they've seen the city guard and where they've seen blah 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 um you step outside for a couple of minutes and and there's um there's just like this this 
this electricity in the streets that you had noticed wasn't there before. Um, you guys had come into the city and there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of worry about, you know, what's going on topside, what's going on down in Sarthea, all these people kind of packing into more and more and more space. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, holy shit, did you hear? Um, okay. Make an investigation check for me with advantage. So what you're saying is we've done a public service. We've gotten their mind off of all the horrible things that are happening to them. We should run, we should run for governor of this uh, city. You know, we have freed the from, masses. From a certain point of view. Uh, 22. 22. Okay. So you definitely get, now you don't know how reliable this is, but right. you get a lot of snippets of, okay, this locomotive was teleported out of here. Um, and they have, there's all this, you know, they found these huge pieces, flaps of sail and things like that that were in there. They think that, you know, a teleportation circle was, was painted on it. And they don't know where it goes and they're wondering if what was painted on there if they could recreate it could they send a force through to find out about it and, and you know the locomotive itself was one of the older kind of jankier models but you know what it was still you know that's our technology damn it and someone's stolen it there's a lot of kind of civic pride that you hear in their voices um, you also hear that it was a a group effort that had done this um, that there were uh, probably four people who were involved uh, maybe a fifth, you're not quite sure, but there were probably four, four to five people that were involved in this thing. Um, uh -huh. the they can't count. That's right. And one of them was captured um, and, and was being kind of uh, transported via the heavy rail, being transported to uh, one of the other sectors. Um, and you don't really hear where necessarily, but you, you get the feeling that Bright Axe is probably being dragged upstairs. So do I hear anything about, is there anything all about talking about like who, like what types of people they think did it, like races? You don't, you get a, would you get a 23? 22. 22. You hear a lot about Minotaur. You hear a lot about um, some sort of demonic elf. And there's, there's a lot of conjecture about it being drow. Again, this is a lot of rumor at this point. Yeah, drow. Um, you hear a lot about, um, um, actually, probably a couple of drow is, is probably what you hear about. Is, is, is The way you hear the rumor mill flowing is they captured this minotaur. Everybody must be from the Underdark. Okay. Right? And so they're putting this together as, as you hear about a couple of drow, which you kind of parsing words realize they're talking about probably Rolthor and Croker. Um, and then you hear about uh, Gnome as well, which you realize is probably Cronthud. Right. right? Okay. Um, you, yep, hear you, nothing, know, you hear nothing about a kobold. You're very keen. Your, your ears are very keen for kobold. You hear nothing right. about kobold. But I've heard basically a gnome of some sorts. So they didn't catch, he was maybe a dark gnome, but a gnome and possibly some drow. Right, and it was you know kind of a, a, a team. They're they're assuming it's an underdark team. You get a lot of conjecture about where the teleportation circle is going, and with this city being so keyed up on Sarthea, there's a lot of assumptions regarding that. And you hear Sarthea as a destination is kind of the prevailing theory amongst the uh, the armchair um, the armchair tacticians. Okay. Hey Meep, didn't you hear of a similar thing happening right before Alftrag fell? Wink, wink. What, what are you telling me? What? Spread some rumors. Oh, 
Gotcha. Well, I'm out there. I wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to tell me that. No, I wouldn't. Sorry. Here now. I I mean, he went to take a rest, so I would love to. That's a great idea. But he went to take a rest, so I would not be in contact. So, I think it's a great idea. I just didn't think of it. Sorry. Okay. But we can plan that when I get back. About that's what we could start spreading. Okay. Um, anybody else doing anything differently? I'm going okay. to suffer. Yeah, it's, and that's I was getting ready to come over to you. So that's exactly what's happening is you're getting um, – they know that you're obviously a pretty tough customer. So as you are brought to kind of a, a, a loading area, um, you notice they pull you in near the heavy rail station but not at the heavy rail station, and they bring you into one of the very heavily armored cars that's more of a QRF type car, and they put you in there with the biggest damn chains they can find attached to your wrists, attached to your ankles. You even get two attached to your horns. They're trying to kind of control your head motion and whatnot. Um, they slap you in there. They seal you in there. Um, they have a large cadre of guards and you notice that the train car behind you is actually a flatbed car and those shield guardians and that iron golem just go up and they cop a squat on it. Like they're literally like they are trying to lock you down and every now and again, when they see that you're, you know, you're maybe not, not quite as suffering as like they think you should, they'll give you a, they'll give you a zap with a taser or a zap with a mist of, of that poison or something like that. Just to, just to keep you weak and keep you hurting, but you do get to see where you're going. Um, and as the train but takes no, off, no peanuts. Yeah, no, no peanuts, no snacks. Um, the train kind of takes off. It lurches forward at first, and it goes very slowly. And then you feel it kind of getting up to speed. And it's it never reaches as quick as the light rail did, but it gets up to you know ten or twelve miles an hour. And you start to feel the incline hit, and you realize you're going up, and you're going up for a long, long way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna um, start weeing. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't like that very much because they think you're talking shit. So they keep zapping you, <laughs> but they keep you conscious. Um, they, they do do that. Um, you get up to doo -doo. a level. Yeah. Do do. I said do do. Um, you get up and this is after a while. So this is after me. This is after everybody else. It's a while that it takes you to get up there. Um, but they open up and get you off on another again, close to, but not quite on the heavy rail station. It's, you can tell it's probably just a secure annex of that. And they pull you off and they haul you into an area of the city that is very industrial. And as you're taking a look around, you're realizing it, it kind of fits the description of what Meep was saying. Uh, as far as when he, you know, when he dipped down on that rope and saw the forge and things like that, you're kind of putting two and two together and figuring this is probably an area close two or a part of the Colossal Forge. Um, and then they throw, they don't throw a sack over your head because your horns prevent that, but then they throw a blindfold kind of around you and they just kind of push on you. And the next time you gain consciousness, um, you're in a cell that is made almost entirely of rock and rebar um, with very little furnishings beyond a bucket and a big old mat of straw. Um, and you're, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're locked up pretty tightly. It's like our first episode. 
Uh, it's very much like your first here. episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Meep was here. I'd take his blanket. <laughs> Let's Excellent not make throwback. the same mistake we made that first time. Hey, we got out that time. I was going to say, we're all together. <laughs> well, no, we brought well, him with that us. that was the mistake, boss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, so at this point, I mean, you are, you are locked down very, very tightly. Uh, what are the rest of you gentlemen doing? Are you just going to attempt to take a rest? Well, if we're going to try to save him, we need to rest up and recover hit points and slots yeah. and spells. And unfortunately, okay. those who don't need to take a long rest might want to start planning the attack. But I, I have to take a long rest. Okay. So yeah, you guys, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I'm going to make my way out of the public eye. And, and get upstairs, and I need, I need a rest. Okay. So you guys go upstairs, and you lay down for a little while. Is there any kind of conversation you have you want to have, or are you just going to try and cash out? I'm good right now. Okay. Meep, did you come back in, or are you still out there pressing the flesh? I come back in. And I come okay. back in my, after the hour, you know, and drop my spell and uh, walk over to Cronthud and kind of plop down next to him. Okay. In the fashion that if he was asleep, I went to accidentally wake him up. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, kind of the way your kid comes into your bedroom and, and just wants to see if you're, you're awake. Are you, are you awake? Are you awake? Right. Are you awake? Are you awake? Yes, I am awake. I am awake now. Okay. What, what is it, Meep? So, what did you find? Yeah, I, I it's it's a little iffy right now. It's still in the gossip phases, but basically, basically they're 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 talking about a gnome, but they don't know what type of gnome. I hear talk about a minotaur. I hear talk about the drows. I mean, but nothing specific about a kobold, which is good, um, and nothing specific about like you know a a, a tiefling, you know, like Rolthar. So I I feel like we're pretty good right now. I mean. I, I mentioned something to I, I saw Croker when I walked in. He was a little sleepy, but he mentioned this idea to me about like spreading other gossip around. I think that's a good idea. We could spread some other gossip around. Uh, so maybe I, you know maybe tomorrow I got a spell that might help us do some of that stuff. Uh, but we might be able. It's something I've been working on. I think I could kind of we could take a message, you know, and kind of give fake news that might cover up some of this news or or get people unfocused on the train. That could be a good idea. Yeah, that's that's my twerk. Um, but really, I don't. I mean, did you hear anything about Brightax or where they're keeping? No, no. Outside of no, I didn't hear a thing about Brightax except a lot of Minotaur talk. So I mean, definitely they've got Brightax. We know that. There's nothing we can do right now. We just gotta hope that that he can keep his mouth shut and not give away too much stuff about us. Which I honestly think the guy can. He's a stubborn bastard when he wants to be. Yeah, that is true. We have seen that. I mean, look at him carrying around that fabric this whole time. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he's very proud of that moment. I, I was there. I know. I it was a good moment. It was a good yes. moment. It was. Yeah, let's let's not fabric. reminisce about Brightax. He's not dead yet. So no, he's not. No, that's... he's not. Sure, he's alive. He's too hard to kill. So I got a question. I've been I've been mulling over other stuff. I'll be honest. Like, I maybe I should be more scared, but I feel like we've been in worse situations. I mean, for God's sake, we barely got out of 
uh, off track before the whole thing was blown up. So it's through, through. So what have you um, been milling over? I had a couple questions about your God. Oh yes, Kelivor. So he has the ability to kind of control death. Am I right? Well, whether it's controlling death or not, I don't know. But you've seen me work. I have the ability to cure wounds, to prevent death, to bring people back from the dead, even if it is a fleeting uh, momentary thing. So I would say, yes, he has the ability to bring people back from the dead. But he is all about balance. He, He... he wishes for unnatural life to not exist anymore. So, like, the undead. Not, not, that is not true life. Um, he knows whether or not you're supposed to be here. And if you have cheated your death, he may have me hunt you down and take you out anyway. So, Abaxis... I mean, the guy's... The guy's been living a long time, and I know he's a dragon, but what are his views on him? Well, I, that I don't know exactly. I have not been in direct contact with uh, Kelivor about Abaxis. But I can say from what you have told us about bringing chaos, and that, that is Abaxis' goal so that he could cross over or something, I would say that Kelivor is not a fan of Abaxis. I'm going to ask... Oh, go ahead. He causes death before... Unnaturally. Before it is supposed to be... It's supposed to have happened. That would be my guess. So the other question I have is, is Abaxis only a god in this plane? On this world? Or does he... You mean Kelivor? cross worlds? I do not know. I have never been to another world. So I've never talked, spoken to Kelivor about that. Is he a god on multiple planes? He could be. Okay, this is really interesting. I I have these questions. No offense, I feel like you should know more about your god. But that's just just me being a a jerk. Now. I should know more, but I only know what Kelivor has told me. And he is not a uh, personable god. He does not speak to me personally, all the time. And from the history that I have learned, I learned that he was in this plane before he ascended to Goddom. Oh, so he, he lived here and then ascended to, as a god. Is he an older god, a newer god? Uh, I believe he has been around for some time, longer than any of us. But we are not long living. And when you, you would know that that's kind of a relative thing as far as godhood right. is concerned. He's a young god, but that could still be thousands of years old. When when did you know? Like, when did you like? How do you know when you're supposed to do something for him, or when you knew that he was calling on you? Like, like what was it like? Uh... One time I was dead. I was killed. I was killed by a zombie of my own father. I remember you telling us about that. 
Yes, and I had died, perished, whatever. And then I was brought back. I don't know how long I was dead. I don't know how long I was laying there. But everyone had moved on. All of the zombies were gone. Rantoff was gone. And I was alive again. After that, Kelivor spoke to me in different ways, gave me visions, you know, explained where I should go in my head when I was dreaming, sometimes when I was waking, so waking dreams. And I found the hammer by way of following Kelivor's instructions. And then I made my first righteous kill for Kelivor because I saw the symbol upon the heads of my first victims for Kelivor. Supposedly, they were supposed to be, supposed to be dead. And so I did what he, said, he told me to do. But like on your head, the first time when I met you and Croker for the very first time in that jail, I saw a different symbol that I had never seen before. And then I had another vision about doors, the 12 doors that I, a hallway that had symbols of the people that I had killed. And it had another set of doors on the other side. And it had two symbols on the first two doors, which I can only assume are you two. Your symbols mean life. The others mean death. So I've been trying to protect the two of you, at least while we are together. So you died, and that's when you got to talk to Kellenborn. Not Yes, in not so many words. In not so many words. But that's when you were kind of <laughs> communicated to. Correct. Is that the only time you've had true communication with him when you've been dead? Or when I am meditating, he gives me visions. I have never personally spoken to Kelivor. Well, I know that death isn't the same thing that happened to me when my soul was transferred. But I was moved from one plane to another. Yes. And that seems to be kind of, kind of similar to what Kelivor is in charge of. It does it's seem... that same, but I'm just thinking if anybody would have a little bit of knowledge of that. It might be Kelivor. And yes. I, as you know, I'm carrying around all this stuff and I open up my bag and I show him some of my gadgets. I'm going to pull them out and be like, this one is like, I got these five little balls here. I'm trying to make them into like, this like ability to like spread them out so we can do a teleportation like spell anywhere we go. It could make like a canvas we could write on so we could put it any different place. And I'm going to pull out a couple of the other devices I'm making and show my ideas and stuff. So I got a lot I'm working on, but I'm, I'm running into walls with some of the stuff I really kind of want to work on, which is spell wise is, is some way to, to maybe be able to get back to my body if I need to. And like curing yourself. That magic doesn't seem to exist around here. I have this book I've been reading, but it does, it's not enlightening me on the whole idea of 
transferring myself someplace else like that. It's, it's like a, a it's different than teleportation. It is weird because we met Grix and Grix has been dead a couple of times. So I, we assume he is one of your type of people, right? That he is, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty his sure body is that. back somewhere else and his consciousness is put into a body. I don't know what that has to do with Kelimvor. I don't know, I but, you know, going back to the Blight at some point, talking with uh, Feralt and what he knows, and maybe what there are books there about, maybe we could discover more. I, I want to know more because my body's back there and I'm still tied back to that place. And I went out completely. I mean, I'm still working with these people and I'm supposed to ensue chaos. But what happens when they tell me to do something that I don't want to do? And at that point, there's a loud knock at the door and your, your thought is kind of left hanging. Just, just, and you kind of run over and, and crack the door a little bit and it's Eldra there. And she goes, boys, you boys, you have to go. You have to go now. You have to go. They're coming. Get out. Go through the back door. Whatever you got to do. Go. 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 Okay. And all right. Gonna scoot you in as as you're headed out. So you're all gonna get the benefit of a short rest. So take that for whatever you will. Uh, but you're not gonna get a long rest in. Um. And she says to you as you're headed out the door. Or she says to Rolthor specifically. She says, "Have you seen? Have you seen Tam? I still. You're back, but Tam's not. Is have you seen Tam? I haven't seen him since we talked. I just want Chappie to know he gets very uncomfortable in the room. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they don't know. You guys don't know I did anything. We, we don't, Rolthar, but we know you. I, I don't need to make an insight check. Mm. She says, well, 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 please get out of here. Protect yourselves. Stick to the back alleys. The, the, the the police are going door to door and it's not going to be good for you. If you get seen anybody who isn't a dwarf, they're kicking ass and, and taking names or asking questions later. You get, you boys need to get out of here. But if you see Tam, please, please send him my way. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right. And with that, uh, bright X, we're going to end with you. So as you are in your cell, um, it's been a little while yet. You're, you're on the, the kind of bedding that's made of straw. You're, you know, kind of on the floor, but it's stack thick or whatever. Um, and you hear this pop and you kind of, you're intrigued by this, but you're also very tired and you roll over and look and you see slithering towards you. It's almost like a snake, but like with a bigger head and some tentacles on it, and it's just got this really soft glow to it. And as you're coming out of your sleep and kind of your eyes begin to focus a little more, you realize, you remember, you, you recall the fight in where you were in the pit and those three Gricks attacked you. And you realize this thing looks like, a, it looks like one of those, but it's, it's so much smaller, and it's, it's kind of cute. And it slithers up to you, and it just starts nipping at you just a little bit. 
and it doesn't hurt. It, it kind of scratches, you know, it, it, it gets, it draws a little blood in your arm, but it doesn't do any actual damage. You know, it's kind of like when you're with a kitten and it scratches you, it just kind of, it rips you up a little bit, but it doesn't really hurt you. Um, and it just kind of starts slithering around and then it, it wraps its, uh, it wraps its tail and its body kind of around your wrist and starts kind of, you know, you kind of put it up to, to take a look at the face and, and that little beak comes out of the tentacles and starts snapping at your nose a little bit. You let it get it once and it, it again, it draws a few droplets of blood. And you're just like, oh, this is pretty cool as you, you keep it real close to your snout. Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to fish the remainder of a, my chunk of uh, cheese out of my pocket. I imagine they didn't take everything. Um, <laughs> right. And feed it a little bit of cheese okay and brad x has a new pet and <laughs> on that we're gonna go ahead and end for the evening again make sure you took a short rest and not a long rest um and we're gonna go ahead and end, end for the evening thanks guys cool awesome